welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning. It's great to be with you today on this Remembrance Sunday as we've gathered to take time to consider those that have laid down their lives for our freedom, those who made the ultimate sacrifice, that an act of love so that we could live in freedom. And of course, it, it's not difficult for us to jump ahead to what Jesus did for us and his amazing love that was displayed when he laid down his life for us today. You know, the whole Bible is a love story. It's, it's like a love letter that God has written to us as people to let us know that without doubt, without any confusion, that he loves us, that he cares about us, that he is for us. I wonder maybe when you were dating or courting, maybe you took time of you were apart from your loved one, that you would send each other love notes or love letters or love packages, things like that. And you'd have taken the time to write down exactly what you wanted to communicate on that letter or card. You'd have picked something maybe you want to send in with it. You'd have conveyed everything you felt that was in your heart for the recipient, the person that you loved. And the reason that you had to send a card or a letter was because you were separated, you were apart, and you wanted to be in the same place with each other. And until then, the best you could do was send a letter, send a card. Nowadays, we have FaceTimes and we have social media and we have all these things we can do to make it that little bit better, but there's, there's nothing quite like being in the presence of someone that you love. In the Bible, we, we read about two characters. They were sisters. They're called Mary and Martha. And on this occasion, Jesus comes to be in their house. He is their guest. And Martha is so busy preparing a meal for Jesus. She is rattling the pans. She's getting everything ready. She's putting on all the food. She's busy, busy, busy. She is busy preparing a feast for Jesus to enjoy. And Jesus has to stop her and say, Martha, you need to calm down. You've got yourself all worked up. You are exhausted. You are busy, busy, busy trying to bring a feast when Really, I just want you to sit down with me. I just want to be with you. I don't need a feast. I'm quite happy to just, come on, let's just pull up a pew and let's just sit and be with each other. And maybe in your life today, you are busy. You're bringing everything. You are trying to focus on all the other stuff, but missing out which is of most importance is your love for God. Today, I want to talk to you about this one thing that Jesus says is of most importance. He, he says to Martha, you are worried about many things, but really there's only one thing that is important. 
And he demonstrates in this moment what that is. Mary is sat at his feet listening to all his words. She's sitting with Jesus. She is receiving his love and she is showing her love to Jesus. You know, the one thing that every single person in this world needs, everyone needs to be loved and everyone needs to love. It's what we call communion. And in our Apex Church gathering today, we're going to be sharing what we know as communion when we remind ourselves of God's love for us and we respond to that with our love towards Him. And maybe in your life today, you've got all these other things all happening, but are you fully aware of the love of God and are you responding to His love today? Or maybe you're busy bringing a feast when he really wants you just to sit at his feet. The greatest love of all is the love of God. But it is impossible to explain it in its fullness. It can only be experienced. The great church, early church father, St. Augustine said these words, God loves each one of us as if there was only one of us to love. That's how great his love is. He loves you like you're the only person that he loves, but he loves everyone. That's how great his love is. And my prayer today, that as we come to God's word, that you will come to know God's love, or you will have a fresh revelation of how great his love is for you. Like what Paul prayed for the people in Ephesus. He said that we would grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. In John's gospel, it is a key theme, the love of God throughout. He, he explains to us how God's love is fully revealed in Jesus, is demonstrated through his death on the cross, but is experienced by those who follow him. He also says that it's available to us all. And we come to a part in John's gospel when he is speaking to his disciples for the last time, and he's leaving some key messages, some key points that they are to remember. And assuredly, one of the most important is to love one another. Read with me, please, from chapter 15 of John's Gospel, and we're going to read from verse 12. It says these words, Jesus speaking, it says, My command is this. He says, Love each other as I have loved you. Jesus is telling them, I have been an example to you. How I've loved you, now go and love other people. He says, Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, my Father will give you. 
This is my command. Love one another. Father, we thank you for your love. The love that we see so clearly in Jesus. Lord, I pray that as we listen to your word today, that your love would fill our hearts afresh. Give us a fresh understanding, a fresh revelation of your love for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. See, it was all for love. Love explains why God creates. God wanted us to experience his love. He wants to love you. He wants you to know his love for you. Love also explains why God cares. He loves us and he cares for us. It's his love that motivates him. It's his love that explains why we are free to choose to love him. God did not create us to be like some sort of robot that just is automatically programmed to love him. No, he, he waits and he wants us to lovingly respond to his love. It's his love that explains why Jesus dies on the cross. That Jesus becomes that solution to our greatest problem, our sin, which separates us from the love of God. And it's love that explains why we receive eternal life, because God's love is forever. That nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing can take us away from his love, because he in himself is eternal, and he is love. God's love is forever. God's love is visible. We can look to his love today. It is best seen when we look to the cross. See, it was on the cross that Jesus makes provision for our salvation, salvation from our sin. And if you want to know, if you want to understand how deep, how wide, how great, how, how high God's love is for you, then look to the cross today. It's where God's love came for mankind. In 1 John we read these words, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God's love is visible. You can see it clearest when you look to Jesus, dying on the cross in your place. In our home, on our wall in our living room, we have a, a photo of Deborah and I on our wedding day. It's a great memory for us, obviously a happy day, but it reminds me also of the vow that I made on that day when we exchanged rings with each other and we made a commitment to one another that we would forsake all others, that we would honor one another, that all I have I give to you. We made these glad promises to each other and in my living room that picture is there to remind me of the promise. I have a ring on my finger 
which I can see, which reminds me whether we are together or apart of that promise we made to each other. It reminds me of the love that we share with each other. And likewise, God hangs upon a cross to make everybody in this world remember how great his love is for us. His love is visible. We can point to his love. God says to you today, I love you. And in John 3, we read these words, that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Real love, true love is always seen. It's always visible. It's always expressed. An invisible love is no love at all. If you never show someone that you love them, they're not going to read your mind. Love is felt. Love is experienced. Love is visible. And God's love is always visible. We see that in the cross. We also learn that love, the love of God, is sacrificial. That it costs something. Real love will cost you. Love is not cheap not is love is very expensive if there is someone dear in your life it might be a loved one a partner someone that you have given yourself to it's going to cost you a lot it'll cost you a lot of money it'll cost you a lot of energy it'll cost you a lot there will be sacrifice made so that the person that you are showing love to is in no doubt that you love them and jesus clearly shows us that his love for us is a sacrificial love. Real love is always willing to pay the price. There was a young boy and his sister, they were out playing together, and as they were playing, a one-year-old German shepherd mixed was charging towards the two of them. And the little boy decided to stand in front of his four-year-old sister. And he was protecting his sister, and rather than the dog run away, it it went for that little boy. And the little boy had to wrestle this dog who began to bite on his face. And after people were alerted, they were pulled apart. And that little boy was rushed to hospital. And he had to go under surgery, got 90 stitches in his face. And a news reporter came to find out what had happened. And the father was interviewed and asked, what did your son say when you talked to him? And the son said, he thought, well, if someone had to die, it better be me. He loved his sister so much that he put himself in harm's way to protect his little sister, and he was willing to give his life for his little sister. Thankfully, he was spared. Thankfully, he lived to tell that tale. He was a hero, and I'm sure his little sister has never forgot that act of love but that little boy was willing to sacrifice himself for his little sister. But we have a greater story today of not just a, a boy. We've got a God that humbled himself, came down to this earth. And when he was on this earth, he said this words to his disciples. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his 
sheep. If you want to measure how great someone's love is for you, then look at the price tag that they put on it. Look at the price tag. What is the price tag that God put on you? He put the blood of his son, the very life of his son. He says, you are so valuable to me that I will give my very best so that you can know my love. Jesus takes your place upon the cross, lays down his life, sacrifices himself so that you can know God's love. He didn't send an angel. He didn't send um, someone that was spiritual or looked good. He didn't send his substitute. No, he came himself and he gave himself for you. He laid down his life for you. See, real love, true love is sacrificial. It's when you are willing to lay your life down for someone else. The word that we know here in the Greek is called agape. It's a love that your heart has been filled with. If you know Jesus, this is the love that the book of Romans says he's poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. It's agape love. It's a sacrificial love. It's a love that is not self-seeking. It's always preferring others. It is a love of choice, not chance. It's a love that is of the will, not of emotion. It is a love that is unconditional. A love that is unconditional. It knows no parameters, no limits, no standard to be attained to receive it. Nobody will ever be good enough for God's love. That's the amazing thing about God, is he doesn't wait for you to get everything all together and then say, I love you now. Could you imagine that? That if you had to get up to a certain point, reach a certain level for God to love you, friends, we would be completely hopeless. But Romans teaches us this, that while we were yet sinners. God demonstrates, shows his love is visible. He demonstrates his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, Jesus sacrifices himself for you even when you're his enemy. Even when you become, you're not there yet. He knew our fallings failings. He knew our mistakes. He knew our selfishness. He knew all that, but yet he chose to love us because his love is sacrificial. And he tells us that there is no greater love than one who lays down his life for one's friends. Now this is incredible here. The God of heaven comes to earth, dies for us, whilst we are sinners, his enemies, and dies for us and then says, you are my friend. Not my servant, not my follower, but my friend. See, this is a relational term. 
This is a real term. And friend, until you know the love of God, you'll never know what it is to be a friend of God. But he loves you so much that he's done everything possible so that you can know that friendship. God wants to be your friend. He wants to rescue you from your sin so that you can know his love and that you can enjoy his friendship forevermore. That is the greatest love, is to lay down your life for your friends. His love is unconditional. He shows us his love even at our worst. And friend, nothing will ever separate you from this love. Paul tells us neither height nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus our Lord. His love is forever. His love is forever. God's love for you is so great that in these past few moments, I've tried to explain as best I can how you can see his love, what it is like that it's sacrificial, and that you can receive it right now. But friend, until you experience this love, you'll never truly know how great God's love is. And I want to give you an opportunity in this moment to receive his love. Maybe you've been like Martha at the beginning of our talk today when I mentioned this person that was busy, 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 focusing on everything else and missing out which is of most importance, the love from God in your life. And maybe you're watching me today and you've never experienced this love. You felt that you did not deserve God's love. You felt that you're not good enough for his love. You've maybe felt that you've messed up too much. Maybe things have happened in life and you feel like you're disqualified. You feel like you're never going to manage to earn God's love. And you're right. You'll never earn it. But his love for you is so great that it's a gift that he wants to give you. And how do you receive that gift? It's through faith. It's realizing that when Jesus is demonstrating his love for you. He's taking your place upon the cross. He's dealing with the sin in our lives and that we can come in faith and ask him to forgive us of all our sins. His love fills our hearts. His Holy Spirit makes us into a new person and he gives us the promise that we will be in his love, the fullness of his love for all eternity. If you're watching me today and you'd love to experience that, can I just ask you to sincerely pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you that you loved me so much that you came to the world and that you went to the cross. I recognize you took my place. You paid the price for my sin. And I confess I'm a sinner. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I turn away from my old life and I choose to follow you. I believe you're risen from the dead and I confess you are my Lord. Help me to follow you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you prayed that prayer today for the first time. I want to encourage you, reach out to us. We'd love to help you on your journey of following Jesus. Friends, I want to remind you today of that quote that I started with this morning. God loves each one of us as if there was only one of us 
to love. My prayer for you today is that you will have a fresh revelation how great, how wide, how high, how long, how immeasurable God's love is for you. And how do we respond to this love? How do we say thank you for the love that we know and we live in every single day? Well, Lord, we come humbly to you today. And we are humbled by the love that we have experienced. Love that's hard to comprehend, hard to fully articulate. But Lord, we feel it and we experience it in our lives. Lord, there could be people watching me today and they feel unloved, they feel lonely, they feel sad today. I pray that you would fill their hearts afresh with your love. Others today that are so glad and so happy, Lord, we also remind ourselves that it's because of your love in our hearts that we can know true joy and we can know the life that you came to give to us. So, Father, we thank you for your love today. Help us to fully appreciate that sacrifice, that cost, so that we could live in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.